Good evening. Thank you for listening. This is Milwaukee Mayhem. My name's Avery. Uh, today on the podcast, we have on Caitlin McCarthy. Caitlin is a stand-up comedian in Milwaukee, Wisconsin here. And very nice lady. Always been very friendly to me. Uh, I don't really know her all that well, so I'm excited to, to get to know her. She's also a co-producer for the Milwaukee comedy scene here. So that's uh, I'm ex- interested to get to know her a little bit and get to know what got her into comedy. It's awesome. Awesome getting to know these people. It's always been fun. And, uh, you know, so we'll just keep doing it. And as long as you guys are still, I guess, uh, listening and enjoying it, you know, I'll I'll keep pumping them out. Otherwise, uh, I guess I'll just talk to a wall. But hey, I mean, you know, I've been getting pretty decent feedback um, from mostly everybody. So, Let's keep it up. Let's keep doing it. It's fun. I'm, I'm having a blast doing it. And, uh, you know, I'm at the Underground Collaborative today um, meeting with Caitlin. So this is the second time there. I got I, I was here before with uh, when I did the podcast with Matt Kempel, and he's the owner of this place. And it's a nice nice little spot, man. Just uh, feel like uh, I got a, I'm in a little studio. I feel like I need to up my game for the podcast studio at home, you know, because this looks nice having a table feel like I'll have a, uh, a big table. I feel like I'll have a big uh, conversation. I guess a, a Rogan table. It's fun. Uh, anyways, I'm going to shut up. Uh, we got Caitlin McCarthy on, so give it up for Caitlin. Caitlin, thanks for coming on. I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I guess we can just get right into it. Um, what got you into stand-up? What what drew you to it? What keeps you what keeps you on board? I guess I'll give you the origin story. It started... When I was in college, um, did you go to school here? No, I went to Winona State University in Winona, Minnesota. So, uh, orientation week, freshman year, they had a stand up comedian come and perform. And, like, there's this group that put on all the events. And I was just like, oh, that sounds like a fun group to be a part of. And so they're called UPAC, the University Performing and Activities Committee. Okay. And so I joined that group, and they brought all the entertainment to campus. They would send students to uh, Timberwolves games, Twins games, that sort of thing. And um, that was kind of like my first foray into putting on shows and producing. And through that, I met comics and oh so you started producing before you ever uh went on stage interesting okay yeah, okay yeah, cool. yeah. Producing I didn't know that. like where it started um i mean like i i, I was an actor like i acted in college and awesome. uh, high school before that so i didn't know that i mean before that before stand-up that it was it was about acting i made degrees in theater so oh okay yeah cool um and i guess like the uh the person i do credit the most uh uh, for better or for worse, considering his current uh, reputation, uh, would be T.J. Miller. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I met him my sophomore year of college. He was part of the Second City Touring Company uh, that came to my school. And we got to meet the performers, and I started talking to him after one of the shows, and we clicked, we became good friends, he's just like, hey, you bring stand-ups to school, here's my card, let me know if you guys are ever looking for somebody, Um, and he and I stayed in touch, and through him, I met a bunch of other comedians uh, down in Chicago, and I just became enamored with the, the community of comics, yeah. and I just, I love seeing comedy shows, and 
Um, which is really funny because growing up, like I would never stop and watch a stand-up show on Comedy Central. No, I'd in fact just like go right past them. Like boring. One guy talking. Ugh. But then <laughs> like, when you saw it live, you when, got an when I see it live, it. that's that's when I really appreciate it. And, and I did appreciate TJ's style specifically because a lot of his stuff was ad-libbed. Like he just came up with it on the spot. Yeah. Like none of his shows are the same. Like he had a lot of written <clears throat> jokes, but then a lot of the stuff would just be interacting with the audience. And I, I just found that really fascinating. And uh, like I said, I, <laughs> current, it's kind of hard to talk about him now just because he does have a really bad... So what exactly crap. happened with that? I, uh, I mean, we can get off topic a little no, bit. No, I think it was like if... Because <sighs> I know he got in trouble for something, but I At I just the end of last it. year... Can't keep up with all these no, guys getting in trouble. Can't I can't keep up. Can't, can't keep up, up with everything. Yeah. Uh, so you're probably referring to <laughs> he called it a bomb threat. Ah, oh, come on. He's a comic. Come on. Good goof. Um, but it ended up like costing. I think it was New York or New Jersey or something like that. Ended up costing like a lot of money, so much money, yeah. and like the FBI. Well, like, you know, okay, that's not that's that's not a, you shouldn't do that. It's a federal it's, offense. Yeah, it's no a federal offense, offense, but it's yeah. kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but so that was just stupid, and I right. guess it's because he got in a fight with a woman. Oh um, yeah, that's on the train, I... and he like said that she had a bomb in her bag or something. And Jesus Christ! Um, but then. Uh, before even before that, there was this uh, expose in uh, I can't remember who published it, but it was a girlfriend of his from college came out and said that he was pretty violent. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of story, like a lot of corroborating stories um, that I can't speak to because, like, you Not know, I, I'm a, I want to I want to believe. I want to believe women when they say these things. And so it's my inclination to believe this woman. She needs to be heard. But I just, I can't say. Yeah, you don't know. He totally did it. But I also can't say he didn't. So so I don't really talk about that. After that, I did kind of stop talking to him, though. Um, But, like, I can say (laughs) that. You and many others, I'm sure. And and I have heard stuff from friends of mine who have worked with him um, who... Have not great stories about him. That's a bummer. That's and a bummer a when you hear stuff because, about like people that you look up to. Yeah, like, you know. and I've been privileged enough to have nothing but great experiences with him. It's my experience. He's always been kind, and very generous to me. Sure. Like he got my mom. He was on a TV show. The first gig he got <laughs> out in LA. Um, I'm talking about TJ Miller a lot. Fuck. Um, <laughs> the first gig he got uh, was a TV show, and. I believe he lived with uh, one of his co-stars, Jerry O'Connell, who is married to Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, he lived with them for a little bit. And my mom was in love with Jerry O'Connell. Okay. And I asked TJ if he could get her a signed photograph, and he did. And my wow. mom still has it signed to this day. And it says, <laughs> it says Dear Peggy, Caitlin is beautiful. So, <laughs> Just totally, totally <laughs> derailing it. That's funny. That's so, awesome. It's great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I got into comedy. And I'm, I'm grateful. Um, I'm grateful for uh, meeting him because it kind of started this domino effect of what's become, you know, the greatest passion in my life, which is 
putting on shows and producing and just making people laugh, whether it's behind the scenes or on stage. So what is it about, um, for you, what is it uh, that really gears you to producing a show and making sure everything runs smoothly? Because there's so much shit. There's Excuse so my language. Much. So much stuff involved. <laughs> uh, so This is my podcast. I can swear. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you my know, ears. <laughs> uh, you know, there's so much stuff involved with the show. And, like, I have bad attention to detail with some things. You know, good attention to detail with some things. But if you had me run a show, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to fuck it up. You know, and, like, uh, so I give you props. I do. And, uh, you know, <laughs> You're bound to fuck it up. You're bound to. Like, the first time, it's not it's not going to go great. And even yeah. your first great time, it's going to be a fluke. Like, you learn every time. Like, last night... Um, Matt, Greg, and I, um, Matt Kempel and Greg Bach, who you've had on your show, yep. uh, listeners will know. <laughs> and uh, we had our first show down in Racine. Yeah, and I saw stuff about that. It was fantastic, but there's still tweaks that we can do to make sure. that show better. So while we were very excited, it's still every every chance. Every time we do a show is a chance to learn more. Every time we do a show, it's a chance to get better and. So we're never done. We're never done learning um, with the the fact that we pr- produce shows in all sorts of different venues. We work with multiple owners and managers. Some are um, more uh, involved than others. Some care more than others. So it's yeah. like you run into different um, different issues every time, and you can just get better from it, or you can. Just be like, no, I'm going to do it this way, and then, you know, you're what, I mean, without, like, saying any names, obviously, but what's, like, one of the most difficult things you've had to deal with, like, with a manager, with, like, a, some guy, maybe some guy just being a jerk, girl being a jerk, some being difficult, uh, anything stick Speaking out? Speaking vaguely, it's just when venues don't help the show be successful. Oh, okay, interesting. Like, promoting... Um, even just like social media stuff, yeah. um, hanging posters and uh, not putting the event on their website, that that sort of thing where it's just where we sell a certain amount of tickets and we're so close to a sellout yeah. where like if they just would have done shared the post this little bit, <laughs> you know, because there is only so much we can do because sure, right. it's, it's not our it's not our space. It's not our building. So we sure. can't just go in there one day and start hanging posters. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's tough sometimes because the space can be wonderful. The shows can be great. But if there's nobody in the seats um, and, and that's the thing, our success is their success. Yeah. So if we sell out a space and bring 100 people to that place where those hundred people might not have been there that night. Yeah. That's it behooves them to support our show. But you Ooh, know, it's I like guess. pulling teeth sometimes. Yeah. So absolutely. <laughs> but it, uh, for the most part we have we have really great partners that we work with. So it's um, it's getting it's it's good. It's good. What's one of your favorite things about uh like when you see a venue and you guys are like scoping out a new place or a place you've been mm-hmm. at before, like just for example, keg stand up, you know, yeah. uh, and you're like, okay, I know the demographic for this room. I know the typical audience that comes in. I know, you know, I know how the room's set up. So like when you set up a show, is it all based 
upon things like that when you're like, okay, I know I know what types of people are going to come in here. This is why I'm going to have these types of comics on here. Is there like a lot of planning on that that you yeah, guys do? I think um, there's. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. No, I think I think I get what you're saying. Like uh, producing a show at Keg Stand Up might have different comics than Dandy or than wherever, Dandy or Var. You sure. Know? Um, which is absolutely true. There. By the way, thanks for the guest spot. Come oh, on, come on, you're <laughs> on the podcast. You're I'm welcome. <laughs> I know I've said it to you off the podcast, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's there's some comics whose jokes work better in the brewery setting where we're going to have more thirty uh, somethings. Um, sure. Dandy has been trending a little um, older. A bit, okay. a bit of an older crowd. I mean, we still get, like, younger people there. Um, but, um, and, and VAR is just kind of like a chill venue. And so maybe comedians with, uh, I don't want to say smaller personalities, but just less bombastic yeah. um, are, are a little bit better suited in there. Um, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like I'm a little bit too rambunctious sometimes at Bar Gallery. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta calm down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know? and, and I <laughs> tell, like, there's sometimes where um, uh, comics kind of see that space, and I even feel that sometimes with the audience, where they feel like they can't laugh in that venue, where they're almost, like, too chill, like, yeah. they can't, it, like, being in a library, you can't talk too loud or something. Right. I tried, a, like, yeah. a storytelling bit at an open mic there a couple weeks ago, and that was the best set, honestly, I've ever had at that place. Uh, yeah. Like, I just, and it was, I've never done, like, it maybe did the bit maybe one time before, you know, and, like, uh, but it's just, it was more relaxed, and it went over better. That is a really people, good. People paid more attention. That's a good storytelling venue. Greg uh, produced a storytelling show there, and that was, oh, I, I did it once, too, and I think... It is easier for um, an audience in that space to like really lean in. It's very intimate to like a story, and like you're, they're more captivated by a story as opposed to. Um, but that's not to say that you know subjective isn't a really successful show that I'm. Oh yes, yeah. no, proud I do. Of. I, I, <laughs> and we're like shitting on it just for like the past. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I love it this show, intimate. and it, but every room's different. Yeah, that's my every point, room though. is different, and subjective is the longest running stand-up comedy showcase in the city of Milwaukee. Oh, cool. I did not know that. Toot. Um, How long has it been going? God, I think I'm going on. Oh, I look this up. I want to say it's going on four years. Oh, cool. Okay. Or it is four years going on five. Did you start it up? Or did... Yeah, so I, it started. Um, I produced shows. Um, I first started with a group called Castle Killers. Yeah. Um, and they had a show. At Bar Gallery, I guess it used to be in Bayview or something before it moved to Walker's Point. And so when it moved, um, they just kept doing a showcase there. And uh, my producing partner, Jason Hillman, and I, we had conversations. We're like, this isn't a, it's a show in an art gallery. I think it needs to be something more. Um, and we really like that in Chicago, there's, there's shows that are, um, uh, like specialty shows where they're not just showcases where right. where comics you know do fifteen, do twelve, do forty, and then it's a showcase. It's done. We liked um, where are they? Called? I don't know what you'd call them specialty shows. I'll just call them that. And so we got to talking. We thought about maybe having like uh, artists maybe drawing 
things while comics were on stage. And, like, there's still <laughs> things that, like, I want to toy with about, like, doing special editions of, of Subjective. Um, so who knows? Um, and we came up with this concept for the show, and uh, I came up with the title. And it's, it's true because art and comedy are very subjective. Yeah. Like, we can hear the same jokes, see the same work of art, and you can think it's all trash, and I would be like, it's the best thing I've ever seen in the world. Yeah, I was, uh, I was like, speaking of which, I was walking, there's, like, a little art gallery on the underground. Yeah. I was just, like, waiting. Uh, I was uh, walking around the hallway, you know, and I saw some of these paintings, and, like, I can, you know... It, it, some of them are very random. Yes. Like I'm just like, if I can make it as an art, like if I can make it, exactly. You know, but I didn't make it. You know, and, like, and that's, that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing you hear about. Uh, you hear about comedy all the time. Where just like, I don't know. My friends think I'm pretty funny. I should probably get up on stage. I could be funny. I could do that. But you're not. And yeah. You won't. And yeah. that's what's the difference. My buddy came <laughs> with me. He came with me to an open mic on Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, like I had a good set. And he's like, "Hey, man, that was awesome!" Like, and it felt good, like just yeah. to be like, "Hey," you know, like yeah. I, I like just to, I guess get. I've known him since I was ten, so to get his approval on That's, it, it yeah. meant a lot. And uh, but he's just like, he's like, I'm thinking I should sign up. I was like. Yeah, go go for it. And like I was like, Try. go for it. And uh, he's just like, he's like, what should I talk about? I was like, well, you should probably think you about what you. Really I was like, you should probably think about what you want to talk about before you go up there. <laughs> he's like, okay. But so he said he's going to think about it for the next couple of weeks and then come come up. So I was like, all right, try it out, man. Yeah. You just got to try. And like that's um, for me. I got into performing because I was seeing so many of my friends do it, and I, I, I wanted that. Like I wanted to. A, be on stage again, because I graduated with a theater degree. I graduated at the height of the recession, so yeah. there were no jobs to be had, let alone <laughs> theater jobs. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it's hurt. So um, I worked in the food service industry okay. <laughs> for three years, and then I eventually um, moved to Milwaukee, and, um, you know, with the people that I knew in Chicago, I had gone to... Uh, Chicago Underground Comedy a couple of times, and uh, I just, I Google searched Milwaukee Underground Comedy, and it brought me, the two top hits were the Underground Collaborative and Milwaukee Comedy. Okay. And I kept seeing this name, Matt Kemple, Matt Kemple show up, and I was just like, I think I need to find this Matt Kemple guy. Right. And so I shot him an email, and... uh and I was just like, hey, my name's Caitlin. I produce shows in uh, college. I love comedy. Uh, I see you've got the Milwaukee Comedy Festival coming up. Yeah. Is there any way I could help out? And he's just like, yes, absolutely. And Please. so uh, <laughs> we met, and I was an intern for the Comedy Festival in 2013, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then... Uh, after that, I produced the kickoff event. It was actually the very first uh, keg stand-up, quote-unquote. It was before it was keg stand-up. Oh, um, sure. But uh, he, Matt had been approached by... And it was called kickoff? Is that what you said? It was, it was the kickoff event for the Oh, the, for the okay, festival. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So, um, Lake had contacted Matt about, like, hey, would you maybe want to do a comedy show here? Or is it the other way? I don't know who contacted who. Either way. <laughs> um, they talk about it. And... I got to produce the very first comedy show there, and it was the kickoff event for the comedy festival that year. So, and then the year after that, 
Matt brought me on as a co-producer for the festival, and so yeah. that's that was that. So what was that like <laughs> doing your first uh, like comedy festival? That's got, it seems super chaotic <laughs> um, and stressful for me. It for is. Me. It is always very chaotic and stressful. Like you know, we've already had I think two meetings about preparing for next it. Year's. Next year, so um, we're it's. As soon as the last festival ended, we're already planning the next one because we're just like, okay, what could we have done better? What do we need to change? Like, um, like last year, the trouble was we didn't get a headliner until like very late in the game. And the fact that that show still sold incredibly well and we only had three weeks to put it on, like that was... Who'd you guys end up getting? Colin Quinn. Oh, shit. I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. That's awesome. Colin that was, Quinn to the rescue. Great. <laughs> such a nice guy, and he was so funny. Um, it, He's funny. I need to watch his stand-up multiple times, though, because I'm too stupid to retain. <laughs> He's a smart guy, He's and I, smart guy. I get punched I get punched in the head a lot when I was younger, <laughs> you know, and so I need to listen to it a couple times to fully get everything. But I love yeah. it. <laughs> no, he, he, was, he was very funny. And that was the first time I'd even seen him do stand-up. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Because I only knew him from Saturday Night Live and, oh, yeah, like, the couple of yeah, the, the stuff, yeah. movie bits that he's been in. And, uh, and so, yeah, with that happening, we're, like... We kind of want to have a headliner by like February. <laughs> yeah. So you know we we have a really good relationship with the people at the um, Paps Riverside Turner, and so you know we just want to have um, that solidified because you know having a headliner helps with other things in in planning, like getting yeah. sponsors and all that sort of stuff. So I can um, imagine. we just we have such big plans, not just for the festival, but for Milwaukee comedy and. We're the three of us work incredibly well together, and um, that's what Matt was saying. He said you guys do. have like a good, yeah. good relationship. That's, that's the thing is like we just we really love what we do. We want to make people laugh. We love putting on good shows. Um, like last night, we were all geeking out at how well Insult and Battery was selling. Yeah, uh, dude. hell yeah, it's like, sold out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's probably going to sell out. Honestly, so it's. Um, and all of our showcases this month have been sold out or, I mean, they've all been pretty much sold out. Like, so for the entire month of December, our show has been sold out, seeing you room only. And um, we're good at what we do. And, yeah. like, there, it's not, that's not uh, cockiness or arrogance. It's, it's awareness. It's, it's awareness. And we are very confident and we know we are doing really great things and we yeah. want to keep the upward trend so um yeah it's it's important to love what you do and that was um you know christmas just happened and so uh i had a lot of family members asking me what i'm doing with my life and um there was no sort of like i don't want to talk about it because you're gonna judge me it was it was really like this is what i'm doing i'm not making a lot of money from it but i love it yeah (laughs) as your family pretty supportive yeah that's awesome it's it's really great um like my mom knows i love it so i don't really get anything from my mom but it was like my aunts and my uncles and yeah so it's it's really good i i love what i do that's awesome my uh my family's pretty supportive too my I think my mom is just, like, really glad that I used to, like, 
fight do MMA oh, and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and she, she's just like, I'm just glad you don't do that anymore, I'm Avery. you're not getting punched. Yeah, and, uh, and my dad, he's just like, he's like, you know, he, I don't even think he's that funny, but uh, he's working. But he, he's, he's, he's good, good spirited. You know, he's funny. a good guy. He's, uh, but yeah, man, what's like, uh, one of your favorite, favorite memories either with producing a show or maybe a show you were doing comedy on? Anything that really sticks out to you for, for your history, had you not got into comedy, like you wouldn't have ever experienced it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Putting you on the spot right now, That's Caitlin. That's a really good question. I mean... Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what I ate, ate for breakfast today, so that's... Oh, I had pancakes. Um, <laughs> what kind of pancakes? Banana pancakes. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh so I'm just going to go with something that's recent. I know there's a, I have so many great memories. Sure. Um, but I think most the most recent subjective um, was very important to me because I've had a rough last couple of months. Like, I uh, relationship ended. I moved. Uh, worried about... Um, yeah, I totally bailed on her moving, too. I told her, I, I told her I'd help her move, and then, like, last minute, I'm like, hey, by the way, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And then I ended up canceling, like, recording, so sorry. Um, and, yeah, so, like, it's I've just been very stressed out. I've been, um, you know, anxious. I, you know had to go back to therapy, not had to go back to therapy. I chose to go back to therapy because it's important. And if yeah. you're thinking about it, do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like a podcast I listen to, like with comics who are super open about therapy. They're just like, if you're thinking about it, just do it. Yeah. And that's kind of what made me do it um, again. I've been thinking about it. And I, I, uh, I just like, I talked to one when I was younger, when I was like a kid, I talked to a therapist yeah. and, um, I liked it, but it also, I don't know, maybe it was the medic. I think it was more of the medications that I was on was making my head all fucked up yeah. than like stewing on the ideas of what I had talked about yeah. in therapy, but I associated it with going in therapy and like making this guy think, like in my head, I was like, this guy's making me think this way. And yeah. then a couple of years later, I was like, no, it's just because you're on a, on a bunch of amphetamines and you're yeah. like a teenager and you know, your brain wasn't being able yeah. to process it. I, I love, I really appreciate it therapy um and i put it off for so long recently just because i've had bad experiences with the therapist that i've had oh okay because like you need you need to find a good therapist and yeah it's you're probably not going to find it on the first go around um like the very first therapist i saw i saw her because it was my mom's therapist and i was just like okay we'll do this and um it was a Christian family therapist, oh boy. and she yelled at me for saying, God damn it. Right, well. And I was just like, listen, bitch. <laughs> but like, that, that's, you know, I, I swear, I and especially like when I'm talking about really emotional shit, like it's going to come out. Right. And then you're going to yell at me for swearing. She was also super judgy about like my... Uh, my boyfriend at the time smoking weed, and she's just like, well, it is illegal. And oh, I was God. just like, okay, we're not talking about this, like just... <laughs> yeah, my dad's would, dying. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. Not my boyfriend smoking weed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, so, going back to your initial question, um, the subjective we had this month, it was just 
I'm always nervous about how it's going to sell. And it went from like two tickets sold the morning of the show to like 15 tickets sold. And like that room doesn't take a lot. Yeah, to get I was going to say 15 is like yeah, yeah. getting up there. <laughs> and then we had people show up at the door and I had a really great lineup. I was so excited about the comics yeah. I had. Um, I had Eric Smith booked for a guest set because I, I love, love the work he's doing. <laughs> and it's really funny because every time I've had him on the show, the other comics on the show find out how long he's been doing comedy and they get so mad. Yeah. <laughs> they get so mad. Yeah, he's not, I was talking to him. I had him on the podcast like a week or two ago. And I was like, man, how do you just, because he talks, he'll talk to you exactly how, how yeah. he says it on stage. Like how, he'll talk to you exactly off stage yeah. how he talks to you on stage. And it's, uh, I don't know, man, some people are just, they got it. They got, got it right it. away. Definitely. It's awesome. And then we had another guy show up, uh, Xavier Lamont, who is just this. I, have you met Xavier? I have not, but I've heard you, Eric was talking you, about the other day. Have you seen pictures of him? Yeah. He's this giant man, but he's a teddy bear, and he's one of my favorite guys. And so when he walked through that door, I was just like, well, you're doing time. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he went on, and it was just such a great show. And a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a while showed up, and you know, she was... Uh, you know, just saying how she was really proud of me. And I was just like, I needed that night. Like that just, it was, it reminded me that again, this is what I love to do yeah, and it's yeah. very important to me. And, um, you know, there's people say comedy is therapy. Um, and that's true. Uh, to an extent, yeah. if you need therapy, go to therapy. But, like, for sure, have a uh, professional help you out. Not just say, don't just, just don't yeah, vent to don't a bunch just of strangers. Vent to strangers. <laughs> um, while that is cathartic, yeah. um, you know, do do seek out help if, if you need it. I, I really uh, I really am a strong proponent for that. But um, it's really good to have a good night. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like... So when it, when a night is like super, you're stressing out. You got mm-hmm. two tickets sold the morning of. You're like yeah. shit, dude. And then like a complete 180. You have one of the best nights in your recent memory, you know, yeah. for a comedy. And you're like, oh shit, it's all good, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's because you crossed your D's, T's, and dotted your eyes. You know, yeah. it's because you did all the little details. When it, the weight gets lifted like that, is it like uh, just you take a deep breath? And then you relax and you enjoy the moment. Do you kind of think about what's next, what's going on after the show? Are you, do you have a hard time? Sometimes I have a hard time, like, realizing if I did something really cool because I'm just focused on what's coming up next. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes it takes me a moment to, uh, like, I get what you smell mean. the roses. Exactly. Like, I, there are a lot of times where I don't do that. But I literally just had a therapy session that morning where... Um, I was having a really rough week and like I, I have this, everything's terrible mentality a lot of the time. And it's something that I, I struggle with a lot. Um, and a lot of comics do. Um, and, uh, it's really easy to be cynical and, uh, pessimistic. And, um, in therapy that morning, I said, to my therapist that I know I need to spend a lot more time being uh, grateful and um, focusing on all the great stuff I have in my life. Like I was with the move, I was really strapped for cash and I 
was very concerned I wasn't going to be able to buy Christmas presents for any of my family. Sure. And I love Christmas so much. I am all about giving gifts. I saw like, the I got, picture on Facebook, you and Ham, too, I man. <laughs> I was just going to say without you. <laughs> I got paid the Friday before Christmas, and I kind of went nuts. Me too, um, man, me too. <laughs> but, uh, and, and plus, I've got I've got two nephews who are two and four, and so once you got little kids in your life, I'm sure for you, Fuck yeah. yeah man, you I love it. it. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. I got a bunch of Nerf guns from, <laughs> got Plants for Zombie video games. Excellent. We had some, we had a blast, man. Yeah. We had a great time. And so that day, I was really focused on being in the moment and being uh, just really being grateful um, and like it's so cheesy but like I've been thinking about like getting a gratitude journal or like yeah. writing them down like before I go to bed like thing, things that I'm grateful for like or two positive sentences about the day you know it doesn't have I to be I think that's a good idea I think there's something to them man. positive affirmations yeah. that sort of thing so it's um it's a daily thing. You know, you just got to do it. And, uh, you know, like uh, the last couple days I meant to be productive, but I kind of just like sat around and watched movies. But I also needed that because yeah. I work all the time because I have a day job. I do comedy. What is your day job? Comedy. I'm a logistics manager okay. for a toy company in the third ward. Wow. So Interesting. it sounds like a lot of fun. It's just a desk job. It's, yeah, it's, sure. I, I do enjoy it, though. But that is, logistics, organizing, it's arranging, very, it, uh, the skill, you can definitely see you have a yeah, similar skill that'll uh, exactly. interchange it's, in between jobs. It is a very challenging job, and it's nothing I was educated for, so I literally learned everything uh, on the job. And the fact that I've picked it up, I'm, again, proud of myself. Like, that's pretty cool that I can oh, do yeah. that. I And, you know, I... When I think about, like, my parents and my grandparents who had the same job for, like, 30, 40 years. Like, that sounds boring and mm-hmm. insane to me. So terrifying? The fa- terrifying, yeah. And I'm a person depressing? where... <laughs> yes. Taking anxiety just Definitely, thinking about it? Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I like having two jobs at once because it's variety um, and... Uh, and it keeps me. I like being busy. Yeah, I like being busy. My my need mind to. needs to be busy because, um, like, you know, the last couple of days just sitting around, kind of doing nothing. I have kind of had thoughts like maybe I should text my ex boyfriend, like that sort of a thing. Um, yeah, it's the holiday season. You gotta text, and you know, everybody's looking for love. Everybody's yeah. looking, everybody's for, looking love. for love. Uh, <laughs> but luckily, you know, I have I like earlier today I texted two of my friends. And I was just like, I'm thinking about it, and they're like, Don't do it. So, you know, it's good to have those friends. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple friends I can hook you up with. They're lonely, too. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends are probably all, like, 24 years old. Right? Yeah, they're, like, 28, you know? <laughs> no, that's funny. That's awesome. So, um, is that one of the things, I guess, since you did have a pretty intense breakup, but, like, you have been staying focused on comedy, is it kind of, like, helping you... In a way, like just, uh, I guess with anything, like you get you get really into something, not as a distraction, but it helps you just, uh, yeah, just keeps you busy. Because yeah. I'm the same way. I need to see. I, I keep my mind busy all the time. When I don't uh, get busy, my mind goes to a dark place, and like the, the monsters come in. You know Definitely. what I mean? And uh, but if I keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, then yeah. it, 
they never get a chance to talk. So definitely, like I, I've been pretty busy with comedy, so that's that helped keep my mind busy. The um, the weekend before Christmas, I, <laughs> like you said, I I went ham. I like that term. Uh, <laughs> I spent like the entire weekend just like I hadn't been able to focus on Christmas. I wasn't watching any Christmas movies. I wasn't listening to Christmas music. Oh, I love Christmas. And yeah. So that whole weekend, it was just Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Um, and when I've been going to mics and performing, I, um, I have written a couple of things about the breakup and they've gone pretty well. Um, there are some things that like I wanted to get more into, but I'm just like, no, don't I was going to say, I saw your set at Puddler's Cafe. Oh God. That no, was, dude, dude, that was, that a- was literally like two days after. That was some real shit though, man. Like that was some real shit. And like, uh, I could see the pain yeah. in your eyes, and it's okay. Like, uh, but I like stuff like that because yeah. it's real, and uh, you know, like jokes are fun. Yeah. Jokes are fun. I like laughing. That's why I like comedy. You know, but if you can make a way, find a way to make something that super intense funny, yeah, then you did that. You Thanks. did a good job, and like Thanks. I was like, damn, Caitlin, that's awesome. Because I've never seen you do stand up. Well, I actually saw you at a uh, subjective, but I was. In the moment, I was thinking about my own set yeah, that I was doing right sure, afterwards, sure. so I didn't really pay attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, but I really paid attention uh, yeah. at that set later on, and, and uh, it was I cool, think, man. Thank you. Um, it helped that I had a lot of liquid courage that night. <laughs> and, and the fact that that room was like mostly comics, where it's just like, I'm not here to impress you dicks. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, it was still really raw, and it was still really fresh, and... Uh, I was just like, I got nothing to lose here. Like, it's, you, you need to just get this off your chest. And, you know, I think I said it at, uh, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Public House, the, the mic. And I said, I said uh, therapy is expensive, but stand-up is cheap. So, uh, free. It's free. Um, <laughs> and so that, um, I, I did kind of utilize that stage that night. For what I needed and some things I continue to build off of and um, and some things I, I won't use but uh, yeah unfortunately I think a lot of comics have the mindset after a breakup like oh, I gotta write some jokes about this you yeah. know and and I did and I thought of some things and I'm just like Caitlin just deal with the emotions first just go through right. the breakup it's okay. Um, Everybody sees that Tig Notaro uh, thing where she does cancer on the. Oh my god! They're like, I need to do this I the day the day it happens. The it's like you can't just process no, something. No, I am not yeah. Tig Notaro. I'm not. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I I felt that night, where it's just like this is either going to be magic or it's going to be a train wreck. And it was it was actually somewhere in the middle. Uh, <laughs> it was a beautiful train wreck. It was a beautiful train wreck. Um, and it, it was fun. So That's yeah. awesome. So if you had, uh, like I'm a newer comic, mm-hmm. um, always looking for advice from people. I know a lot of people listening to the podcast also are a little newer comics. What would good advice be for somebody starting out who's trying to, you know, not just get booked, but just become like the best comic that they can be? What would like... What would your advice be? Um, keep working. Just, uh, I don't get to as many open mics as I know I should. And, you know, I'm not getting 
on a lot of shows, and I also know I can't be mad about it because I'm not asking. So the big thing is to don't have expectations, but set goals. Don't expect to get booked on shows. Ask. Like, you got to ask. Ask. Set goals. I'm going to submit for this show. Um, If you're thinking about getting on stage, just do it. Just even if it's not a full five minutes, even if you just got three minutes, do three minutes and be done. Um, I the final thing for me was I would go to open mics and then I was starting to leave open mics mad at myself for not putting my name on the list. That's that's how I finally decided I need to do this. Yeah. Um, and it was the art bar mic and. It had started, and I said, I'm just going to do this. And I went. Wait, that's the first place that you did it? First place I did. Ooh, that's a rough room, dude. That's a rough room, aren't I? At the time, Josh Ballou was hosting. and He's that Afro guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that Afro guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I said, hey, I would really like to uh, put my name on the list. And he's just like, you? And I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, okay, well, you can either go next or at the end of the show. And I was just like, well, I don't want to be the last comic but also, don't want to be like, the first. Sammy Arachar was on stage at the time. I'm like, I don't want to follow Sammy Arachar. And then I was just like, just rip the Band-Aid. Yeah. Rip right. the Band-Aid, do it. And I did it. And it went really well. And it helped that, you know, I had been around the scene and people knew I had been thinking about it. So everybody there was super supportive. And I got yeah. laughs. And it, it went really well. Um not a lot of people's first open mics go really well. Some people have really great first sets because a lot of their friends are there. Yeah. And it's supportive and loving and it's great. That's what mine was. I yeah. thought I was the second coming of Christ because like yeah. I, all my friends came and they laughed. And, and then, then I, your second mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all gone. Dead. <laughs> I like, what happened, yeah. dude? <laughs> so if you're, that's the thing. You just, with anything in life, you just have to do it. It's, if it's something you truly want to do, you're going to do it um, for better or for worse, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, there are some comics um, that have applied for the comedy festival multiple years and we see their videos and like, there's one person in particular that I'm thinking of. Uh, they applied to the festival, didn't get in. It just wasn't to the level. Okay. The next year, to the level of what? what do you mean? To get into the festival. Okay, sure. Just like quali- um, just just, quality. It's not there. Yeah. Um, and then the next year, better. They they had gotten better. You could tell they had put in the they had put in the work. Still wasn't quite festival level, but we did book this person on other shows. Okay. Um, and then the next year, it just there was something where they had just found it and. That person was in this last year's festival, and every time I see that person, I tell them, I can tell how much you love this because you never stopped. I don't know how many times that person heard the word no, but they never let it stop them. Yeah, they just kept right. going. It's it's great. And cool. like I've even seen it with comics here in the city, Rich Damore, Drew Flaggy, um, Mike Berg, yeah. too, where like these are three guys where and I will tell them this. Uh, I have told, I think I've told Mike Andrew this. I haven't told Rich this. But, like, 
and they, they would probably be the first to admit it. It was not great watching them at the beginning when they first started. They first started. But they always showed up to mics. Always showed up to mics. They always put in the work. And it shows because one day it just clicked for all three of them. And, you know, Drew's got this awesome show, Insult yeah. the Battery. Yeah, he's the host of the show. That, yeah. Um, that um, Mike Berg is one of the funniest dudes in the city. Rich Damore, he, like, he now runs, like, the open mic at uh, Comedy Club on State. I know, yeah. And he's getting gigs there pretty regularly. And, like, that's, you have to put in the work. Yeah. Um, I know, like I said, I'm not showing up to Mike's. I only have myself to blame. But I want to get better, so I know I need to do my work. Sure. Um, right now, I am still pretty focused on producing. Um, That's honest of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do know I need to also, as a producer, get out to mics and you know meet some some of the younger people. Um, sure. The young guys. <laughs> my name's Avery. By the way. <laughs> oh, I'm Avery. okay. Right. <laughs> you should book me. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, just do the work. Um, don't be worried about running the same, same five minutes. Like, even if you're going to every single mic in a week and you run the same five minutes, even if you're just making, like, tweaks and yeah. little changes, it's okay to run the exact same five minutes night after night after night until it is perfect. It doesn't matter if you're doing it for the same... 10 comics that are in the room because the comics are not going to be paying for the shows. Audiences are going to be paying to see you. So yeah. you need to put in the work to perfect those five minutes, to perfect those 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because comics aren't going to pay to come see you. You're not there to make the comics laugh. Right. It helps to know that like other comics think it's funny. Right. Um, but don't expect to go to every single open mic with a brand new five minutes. Yeah, that's I see suicide. that a lot. Yeah, I remember you and I talking um, after I think it was subjective, and you you saw me do a five minute spot. Uh, I think it's here I didn't tell yeah. battery, and then um, I did another one, mm-hmm. uh, one that I've been obsessing about since I've yeah. seen you. Like I've done it, I don't know, a million <laughs> fucking times, and I I'm just doing it till exhaustion. But I like I, I've honed it now, yeah. you know, because like I remember you saying that you like you like don't don't be afraid to do the same five minutes and just work on it and just work on it. And I listened to you know you know you about it, and it's uh it's like that Bruce Lee quote. He's like, I don't fear the man. Who did ten thousand moves one time? I fear the man who did, did one, one move ten thousand yeah. times. Yeah, it's it's a be like yeah. I love Bruce Lee. Any way I can tie it into yeah, Bruce Lee, I'll do, it. <laughs> I'll do it. So hey, you got anything you want to plug? I know we're kind of wrap, uh, we got to get ready for this show coming yeah. up. Um, is there anything anything that you want to uh, any dates? Of shows you're producing, anything you're on that you uh, want to plug. When do you um, think you're going to release? This? I'll have it released uh, tomorrow, probably because of the show. The show tonight. Okay. Um, uh, we still have a handful. I think like less than twenty tickets available for Shane Moss here oh, yeah. at the UC. Um, it's an early show, seven thirty, so you can still do whatever the hell you want for the countdown. Don't quote me on it, but I think because uh, Matt and I were talking, and he said he, he, you guys just sold out. So don't quote me. Don't oh, quote really? me. No, I mean, don't quote. Me. I'll just say it on the podcast just well, to be dramatic. But uh, him and I were talking it's, it's before. It's going the to sell out. So, um, <laughs> and then just. Uh, Checking with MilwaukeeComedy.com, we've got um, several monthly showcases. We got shows happening all the time. Um, my 
my show is subjective is the second Friday of every month at Far Gallery. Uh, the next one is January 11th. Um, in February, I just got booked to do the Mayville Golf Club. Hey. <laughs> I had to look Mayville up on a map. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I don't know where it is either. <laughs> uh, it's by the Horicon Marsh. I have okay. to remember where that is, too. Don't know where that um, is. That sounds exciting. But, yeah, I'll be hosting for uh, Mario Robinson and Jeff LaFleur, which is pretty dope. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Just MilwaukeeComedy.com. Uh, wish me happy birthday on Facebook. Happy on birthday. Monday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Your New Year's baby. That's awesome. New Year's Eve, yeah. New Year's yeah. Eve. That's cool, man. I'm on the 5th, so oh, January 5th. Oh, that's so. my grandma's birthday and my sister-in-law's birthday. Oh, really? Birthday, Interesting. So. Yeah. Are you Capricorn then? Or I'm is that, Capricorn. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, the ram. Is that what that is? Is that what I am? Yeah. I'm stubborn. Yeah, yep. me too. Me too. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> we're stubborn but lovable, we're right? We're stubborn and lovable. And work ethic, something about our work ethic, too, I think. That's cool. I was drunk at a bar last night and a girl was telling me about Capricorns. That's cool. Like, pretty cool. That is, I, I don't know. I, I always uh, feel skeptical when I read stuff like that, but then I but agree. sometimes... It's, yeah, it's like on the money but in a really scary way. Don't you think that's like a numbers game? Like it's I like you know, so. like out of a thousand people, it's gonna hit it's three or four. Up. You know, it's at all least a scam. It's all a scam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate you coming thank you on. Thank for Caitlin. having me. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. All right, thank all you right. very much. High five. High five. All right, <laughs> Caitlin McCarthy. <laughs> that was Caitlin. What a nice lady. She was uh, very nice, and it's good to get to know what uh, what. Uh, drives people, you know, what makes them keep on keeping on because this is a crazy little crazy little hobby to have, you know, and a crazy passion, but it's fun. It's a fun passion. So we got the uh, roast battle today. I'm judging on it. Um, I'm going to be a judge. Judge all my friends' jokes while they insult each other. So that'll be fun, man. I'm excited to uh, listen. You know, I don't uh, enjoy participating in a roast, I don't think. Um, but I do enjoy judging people, so that's fun. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Caitlin McCarthy, that was very awesome. Thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate it. This is Milwaukee Mayhem. Good night.